Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Questions to ask yourself before you retire. How to maximize savings in later life? And will you still be paying off your mortgage at 70? Welcome to The Money Show, the FT's weekly podcast on personal finance and investing. I'm Lucy Warwick-Ching, FT Money's digital editor, and I'm bringing you a special podcast designed to help you make the most of your retirement. Is it that time already? It only feels like five minutes since you graduated. Then you landed that job, got married, moved house, the children came along, next the grandchildren. Now someone is asking when you're thinking of winding down. If you, like most people, haven't spent much time thinking about what you might do when you retire, it's time to rectify that for the sake of your relationship as well as your finances. Otherwise, you might find that you and your partner clash over what you want to do in your free time. Imagine you've always dreamed of travelling the world, but when the time comes, your partner wants to stay at home to help out with the grandchildren. Or you want to continue working for another 10 years, but your spouse is looking forward to putting their feet up and living off your combined savings. How are you going to make it work? Jason Butler, a personal wealth expert, joins us to tell us some questions you need to ask yourself before you retire. So, Jason, can you start by talking us through some of the dangers of not planning ahead? Well, I mean, obviously, it's going to be different for every every couple, every person. But at the end of the day, if you haven't got a clear idea of what good looks like in your retirement phase of your life, then it's going to be a lot harder to achieve it. And a lot of people have a hazy sort of idea of what it will be. And so, therefore, it's, it's very difficult for them to make sensible plans, you know, before they get there. And I think the, the big issue is is that if they're not clear in their own mind what good looks like, it's going to be very difficult for them to communicate with their partner. And what it means is that you'll end up reducing the likelihood of you having a successful retirement, whatever that means to you. You're more likely to get sort of blown off course by small things that you hadn't thought of. And just generally speaking, you're more likely to be more anxious, potentially a time of rising tension. And just basically, you're going to end up in a situation where you're not maximising your chances of having the very best possible retirement that you could possibly have. And so, come on, talk us through, what are some of the things that you need to think about? Well, as I say, it's going to be different for every person. Everyone's got a different idea. But you see, the first thing I would always say is, is what does actually retirement mean to you? Because we know that with people living longer, with people having uh, wanting more fulfilment in their life and people having more options... But actually, the role of work is an important thing. People need to think about what is the role of work in their retirement, which I know sounds a bit oxymoron, but the point is is that for many people, work, whether it's paid or unpaid, does have a role in retirement. And that is something which you have to resolve, particularly if you're in a couple, because uh, I remember when I was advisor, one of the partners was desperate for their partner to retire so they could do all the things that they said they were going to do. 
that he or she had no intention of ever really stopping work and it was always really just a bit less work. So I think you have to get those things out in the, in the open. What does it actually mean to your retirement? The other thing is that um, things about interests that you have. I mean, I remember clients who, for instance, one particular client, he, he loved to do oil painting, but he hadn't done it for 30 years and his wife knew nothing about this. So, you know, thinking about what the interests are. And then the other thing about interest is what interests can you do together and should you do together and which should you do apart and get acceptance there for it. And I think the other thing is that um, family considerations, it's all very well sailing around the world on your boat or uh, living in a foreign country. But what if your 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 adult children are starting a young family? Um, have you thought that one through? They might not have a family when you retire, but they may do when you're in your retirement and in your new lifestyle. So that's something to think about. And and there is another issue that some people, they go abroad because they think it's going to be cheaper. It ends up costing them more money, in particular for health uh, fails. So you have to sort of think that through. And then the other thing to think of is also, what do we do if one of us is the dominant planner, you know, because there's always tends to be a dominant planner with the money or the one that does the day to day. What do I do if I got ill or died with my wife or my husband? Who is going to take care of the day to day if I can't do it? That's something which a lot of people don't think of because the best laid plans can fall apart. So and then the other thing, of course, is, is to think about any disconnect. So if you're thinking you want one thing when it's really not possible, where your partner's going to have to give something up for you to achieve what it is you want in retirement, you've got to get these disconnects out there. And it's not necessarily that you're going to solve all the problems, but that you will hopefully get some compromises out there and you, you'll actually get a, a sort of plan that at least works. And, and this is the most important thing is that a plan is merely a sort of framework. It's not a straight jacket. It's just a kind of rough idea. It's a guess of where we think we want to go and what we think good looks like and how we're going to achieve it. And you can make course corrections you go, but as long as you're on the same hymn sheet. Thanks very much there to Jason Butler. You can read the full FT Money cover on the eight questions to ask before you retire at ft.com forward slash money. We've just heard that retirement planning mustn't happen in isolation and about the importance of communicating your thoughts to your partner so as to reduce the risk of conflict in your relationship. But what about the financial aspect? Retirement planning as part of a couple can also have significant advantages over planning as an individual, including maximising tax benefits of pension contributions and making tax-efficient gifts either in lifetime or on death. I'm joined by Sarah Coles, personal finance expert at Hargreaves Lansdowne. So what are people's biggest concerns for retirement? Well, when people are taking advantage of pension freedoms, I think the biggest worry they have is running out of money in retirement. And the difficulty is that you need to plan how to spread your money over the rest of your life, which is complicated slightly by a couple of things. Um, The first one is that you don't know how your needs are going to change as you get older. And um, things like if you're going to need to pay for care later in retirement. And of course, you can't be certain how long you're going to live for. So we know that a man who's age 65 is expected to live to about 83 and a half and a woman to about 86. But this is, you know, only ever an average. Um, So it's very difficult to kind of gauge exactly how long you need to spread your money out. There are some ways around it. So the best way to do it is to to sort of look at getting an income to cover you for life and for the essentials. And then you can use additional savings for sort of things like luxuries and, and then extra things on top of it, like care and adapting your home if you have further need. And your guaranteed income, um, so that can come from things like the state pension, your occupational pension, which has, uh, if it has any guaranteed payouts, um, pension annuities, or if you are drawing from your pension, you can draw the natural yield, which is usually around 3.5%, which means that you won't erode your lump sum and it'll continue building throughout your retirement. So your, your yield will increase and so your income will increase as you go through retirement. 
So lots of options there. But what about downsizing? I've heard lots of people saying, well, I'll just um, move into a smaller house and then release some equity from, from my house. It is very popular. And we think about 3 million people aged 55 and over who, who want to downsize in retirement. And in theory, it's a great way of doing it because if you look at the average detached house, so and if you move from there to the average semi-detached house, then you could free up about £127,500, which is a nice lump sum. The problem is that a house is about so much more than just the bricks and mortar. So the first thing is you need to think about the practicalities of the move. So you're going, it's going to cost money to move. You also, you might find you're moving from one area to, if you've got something in mind for where you want to retire to, if it's sort of a very popular place by the sea or if it's in a, in a city, then you might find you're not freeing up as, mon- as much money as you thought. And then there's also the issue of whether when you get there, actually you'll be prepared for the moves or whether you've got, you know, it's very difficult to leave the family home and there are lots of, lots of people who plan to downsize and then get there and realise actually they're quite concerned about not having enough space for their hobbies or not having room for the family when they come back to visit. So what are the tax considerations that you should think about in retirement? Well, there's a, there's a couple of things. I think one of them is if you've got a number of assets, you should look at how you hold them between you and your partner or your, your spouse. In an ideal world, you should both be taking advantage of your ISAs so that you're sheltering as much of, of your assets from tax as possible. Um, and then you can look at how you share them. So if one of you is paying a lower tax rate than the other, for example, they should be holding income generating assets. Um, if they're actually earning below the tax free threshold, so that's below 11850 then they'll also get the starting rate for savings. So that's an additional £5,000 worth of tax-free savings that they can interest. Um, so there's lots of different ways that you can sort of look at how you hold and, and how you take money. So there's things like the dividend um, allowance, which means that you can get £2,000 worth of dividends each without paying tax on them. So you need to sort of make sure that you're holding things in, in the right way between the two of you. Um, then you can also look at making gifts outside the couple. So inheritance tax is a, is a obviously a major consideration for people because it is such a high rate so it's at 40 percent and so the couples can look at whether or not they want to make gifts during their lifetime you can make gifts of three thousand pounds in any year and then there's also smaller gifts you can make and specific gifts for weddings and um, one of the interesting ones is you can make gifts out of income so as long as they're regular gifts out of income they don't affect your living standards and those are considered outside your estate straight away so there's there's lots of different tax considerations one of the other ones that people really need to think about is because you've got flexibility of how you take your income you need to look at making sure that you're not sort of accidentally pushing into a tax bracket without realizing Um, because any lump sum you take from your pension 75% of that will be considered as taxable income and 25% of it will be considered as tax-free cash so you need to make sure that 75% doesn't sort of push you up into another bracket so you end up paying 40% or 45% on your income. And so everything you're saying is kind of pointing towards the importance of making a financial plan. Can you tell me why this is why this is particularly important if you're in a couple? Well, I think it's 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 part of its bad aspirations about making sure that you've got the same sort of retirement in mind. I mean, it, it makes sense on a financial level and on a personal level. So if one of you's got sort of plans to travel the world or buy a massive car or you know get a motorhome and all these other options, then that's a very specific kind of retirement to plan for and, and they need the, the money in place to make that happen. If the other person's planning for a sort of something sort of less expensive retirement, say something where they may be sort of volunteering in the community or looking after family members, then they may be saving for something completely different. And it's obviously possible for couples to compromise, it has been known, but it's it's more a case of sort of working out which retirement you're going to have between you and, and how to make that work. 
I think one of the other big issues with with couples is often the timing of retirement. So if one of them is planning a phased retirement, for example, and another early retirement, or if the couple just has a big age difference, then there can be a sort of a large gap between when one person retires and when the other retires. And it's worth sort of talking through how that's going to look, what the income is going to look like, what the lifestyle is going to look like, so that you don't get to a stage where one person has built the retirement of their dreams and then their spouse retires and wants something completely different. Very important advice there. Thanks very much. That was Sarah Coles of Hargreaves Lansdowne. Finally, let's turn to a rather depressing stat revealed this week, that one in seven of us will still be paying our mortgage at the age of 70. The survey by Agom also found that more than 40% of people said they were expecting to be renting at 70. Stephen Cameron, Pensions Director at Agon, joins me down the line to talk us through the findings. So Stephen, why are some people likely to be still paying off their mortgage in their 70s? Traditionally, mortgages were paid off well before typical retirement age, often in someone's late 40s or early 50s. But inflated property prices mean that those who do manage to get on the property ladder, and that's certainly not everyone anymore, are doing so at later ages, they're borrowing larger amounts, and they're borrowing those over longer time periods. So our survey results uh, found that paying off your mortgage by age 70 is now not regarded in any way as a given, with one in seven homeowners believing that they'll still be paying off their mortgage when they reach age 70. And why could this be a problem for some people? Well, pensions typically took over when salaries stopped at retirement. But even without having to fund housing costs in retirement, many people just aren't saving enough into their pension to maintain their lifestyle after work, particularly as we've seen the decline of generous defined benefit or final salary schemes. Now, if you're in that position, and many people are, you need to start asking yourselves how feasible is it to fund rent or mortgage payments when you're no longer earning a salary? And if saving enough into a pension isn't an option for you, then working into later life might be the only choice. And pun, but that might be the only way to keep a roof over your your head. Uh, Of course, if you do seek to keep working, you can only do that if you remain in good health. And one of the most positive survey findings was that 45% of people believe they will still be fit and healthy enough to work if they choose to do so by age 70. Two-thirds expected that they would be physically active at that age and almost as many expected to be mentally agile. But we all know that it's very difficult to predict the future and in particular predicting your future health in your 70s might be quite difficult. So it really is risky to have no fallback plan in putting how you'd cover your housing costs should your health deteriorate. Mm-hmm. And, and what else did the survey reveal? Yeah, quite a few interesting findings. The first one was that generation rent is very much with us and here to stay. Four in ten people who are currently renting their home think that they'll still be doing that by age 70, so maybe lifetime renters. Now, we know that the percentage of households uh, renting is rising across all age groups, so we do expect that there will come a time when the UK can no longer claim to be a nation of, of homeowners. And because of that fall in home ownership and the rise in the number of renters, I think it would be dangerous for those renting in retirement to assume that the state will continue to provide the current level of housing benefit that people are currently receiving. So that was one of the headlines. The other was that people are increasingly expecting to be helping other generations, even when they're in their 70s. Now, we often hear people talk about the bank of mum and dad, and it looks like that bank will be open for business uh, for an increasing number of of septuagenarians, if I can say it properly, (laughs) 
uh, with nearly one in five people thinking that they'll still be financially supporting family when they're 70, and another fifth certainly not ruling that out as a possibility. These findings fit with another survey that you've just carried out into people working longer. Can you tell us a bit about that? Within that survey, we found that one in four people believe that they'll still be working either full or part-time at age 70. Now, this is one of those glass-half-full, glass-half-empty points. For some people, working beyond what used to be a traditional retirement age will be seen as a positive, an opportunity, a lifestyle choice that they'll regard as, as a way to stay active and engaged with the workforce. But, of course, there are others, especially those who don't plan ahead, or who are still renting or paying off their mortgage, for whom it might become a financial necessity, and it's there where the, the, the glass might be more half empty. And as, as you suggest, all these surveys are connected, so there was a, there was a master plan. Uh, obviously, no one can predict exactly what life will have in store at age 70, but we do think it's important that people consider their future, and we wanted to do that in terms of work, health, home ownership, and also caring responsibilities. And ideally, we'd like to see the government doing something similar and joining up the policies that it has around pensions, social care, housing and working into later life. And our ultimate aim is to paint a more realistic picture of what we're calling the, the new 70, where people are on average living longer, expect to remain fit and healthy enough to work if they choose to into their 70s, but have increasingly varied and diverse lives, and they certainly aren't all homeowners. And once we have that picture, we think that will be key in helping people really start engaging and preparing. And while a healthy pension pot always helps, it's certainly no longer the whole story. Well, perhaps there's someone listening from the government out there and they can help to answer these questions. And thanks very much there to Stephen Cameron of Aegon. You can read more online at ft.com forward slash money or in the weekend FT. That's it from the FT Money Show this week. To get in touch with our team of writers or ask one of our experts to look into a financial dilemma, please email us our address money at ft.com. We'll be back next week at the usual time. Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.